1: morning. Welcome to our Friday broadcast. How are you today? I hope there's a little bit of excitement that you carry today, at least for most of you. This will be the last day of work until maybe Tuesday. Some of you will extend beyond that. I know as a family, we used to plan a trip, vacation. We did our vacation trip On Labor Day week. Because most people had already gone back to school. Of course, it's one of the benefits of being a homeschooling family. So it was nice to be able to go to places with smaller crowds. Fewer people. Fewer annoyances. So there you go. (laughs) I hope you have some great plans in store. In fact, there's a little bit of good news and that relates to what's going on with gas prices. Now, obviously, we're not back where we were at the beginning of this administration. That's the bad news. The good news is gas Buddies reporting gas prices have declined by nearly a dollar since Independence Day. That's really good. We'll take it. You know, if we're going to complain about gas prices going up, Let's celebrate every drop, every drop in the price of gasoline. We've had a never-ending spring of price hikes at the pump. But now, prices have declined every week of the summer. And they're expected to be the lowest since March the 3rd, 20% lower than on July 4th. At $3.79 a gallon. This is information, as I mentioned, from Gas Buddy, the leading fuel savings platforms that uh, is designed to save people money. Now, prices are expected to continue to fall slightly, but they're still $0.60 cents a gallon more expensive than they were last year. Now, this is also expected to be the biggest travel summer since the pandemic shutdowns of 2020. And as you know, the gas prices kind of put a wrench in things for those of you, especially who are traveling on the road. At the beginning of the summer, 58% of Americans responded to Gas Buddy's survey. They intended to take a road trip over the summer. 33%. To travel on Labor Day weekend, so about a third of you. After months of price hikes, the national average topping $5 a gallon, that's still pretty significant, the number of people who are still planning to travel. Gasoline demand on Independence Day weekend was lower than that of 2021. The declining gallons pumped. Indicate demand continues to be down. I'm very curious as to what your plans are and whether they have been affected by what's going on with gas prices. One of the things I'm especially intrigued by, I have several friends who have recreational vehicles. And as you know, those things are huge. And I cannot imagine the cost of filling those up. I mean, that's... Got to be monumental in terms of seeing the gas bill for those I would not want to see it much less pay it (laughs) but during the course of the broadcast you are free and welcome and encouraged to call in and tell us what you're doing what are your plans for this holiday weekend are you hitting the road are you flying somewhere or are you just gonna stay put and relax some other positive news to report payrolls rising three hundred and fifteen thousand in August companies are still hiring as you know we're still experiencing a recession we're still experiencing inflation But payrolls up by 315,000 jobs, and it's about what Dow Jones estimated for the month. Unemployment rate climbed to 3.7%, two-tenths a percentage point higher than expectations were. Wages also rose, with average hourly earnings up 5.2% from a year ago, slightly lower than the estimate. Where were the biggest gainers? Professional and business services, healthcare and retail. It's kind of interesting because we've had this conversation for quite some time about how people have decided to make a change during this season. This is a season where with the job opportunities out there, some people decided to make a leap. And do something they really want to do Had this conversation uh, with a young man just yesterday raising questions about what he's going to do has a pretty good job and as I always do (laughs) I raised the question what have you always wanted to do with your life and he started to describe hey this is what I what I really want to do and I started sharing the story of a friend here locally Who worked in a particular field, and this was IT, worked for a major company for a while, but at the same time started his own IT business. And now this person just has a business that's just incredible. I don't think he could have imagined what it has turned into, what, 10, 15 years later? This may be opportunity for you as well still some jobs out there if you're looking to make a change maybe now is the time to do it while hiring is still underway what do you think if you'd like to join the conversation during the course of our broadcast today the Ingalls markets talk line 800-928-1110 800 10 common sense retirement planning text line 71307 aren't you glad we didn't start off talking about the crazy old man at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We'll get to that in due due time. But I do have another positive story to share first. And this is another victory. A victory for sanity, a victory over stupidity and nonsense. We'll share that and much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Call from Mom.
0: Answer it.
1: Back on the broadcast over on the text line, this texture says gas prices will continue to go down until November. Okay, just say it. Trump had us going in the right direction. Chris, out of Shelby, reports gas there. Three twenty-three. That's a good price. Vince, not diesel. It's up. I have a small trip that's going to cost a small. Fortune, that's Heather out of Inman. Vince, let me see if I have this right. Biden says the Republicans promote political violence. So what does he think the Democrats did during the summer of 2020? <laughs> well, you're not supposed to remember that. All the Remember all the carnage and all the cost? Which I think, if I remember correctly, figures I've heard are over a billion dollars. See that violence that was celebrated. That was for a good cause. Don't ever forget that. As opposed to these anti American MAGA people. <laughs> Vince, I traded my diesel truck in for a gas burner. It was costing me $140 to fill up my diesel truck. Now ninety five to fill up my gas burner. Under Trump, it cost me 47 to fill up my diesel truck under Biden I'm still paying double or more to fill up Vince I filled up yesterday 307 a gallon I'm gonna be working all three days of the Labor Day weekend well Jim out of easily we appreciate your dedication kind of ironic Labor Day shouldn't we work on Labor Day I'm just saying Unfortunately plans for this weekend got to be to mow edge and weed the yard that's the main thing not sure past that can get it done early get it done early don't worry about RVs those are luxuries worry about 450 a gallon diesel the truckers are having to pay e another person warning us the winter blend of gas is coming and the price will go back up We've known for a while now the conservative, white, pro-life, heterosexual men and women who love America are our country's biggest enemy. The people who've stolen our country have so many American citizens brainwashed into believing this is absolutely real and true. Last night, our president declared war on all people. They only want America to be the best again. Time to wake up America. This is not about Donald Trump anymore. These people are not going to ruin our country anymore. If they know what's good for them, they better not cheat again in November. Change, change is coming, one way or the other. Boy, that sounds ominous. <laughs> this texter, having a little fun here. I want to thank old Vlad for allowing us to lower gas prices. As <laughs> in Vladimir Putin. Yeah, right. Happy Labor Day weekend. I'm a widowed, retired teacher. I'm staying put, trying to save money. After Biden's speech last night, I worry about what the future might hold for me, an outspoken critic of this administration's irresponsible policies. You're not alone. There's a difference between the way working people view the world and the elites. When they say demand is down for certain goods and services, it's a little misleading. It's not demand that's down. It's the ability to afford those goods and services that's down. Yeah. Yeah. Vince recalled the gas crisis in the southeast, the winter of 2021. Part of Joey's response was telling Putin what infrastructure systems were off limits for hacking. (laughs) Was that an example of democracy, promotion and patriotism? Probably. For him, it is. November coming up, I think the real gas conversation will be. The new year after November. We'll see. Vince Biden and company claim they are the virtuous ones. (laughs) And we conservatives are the evil, malicious ones. Of course, that gives them the justification to put us into camps or ovens. Alan, it's not to that point yet. Wow, I just woke up this morning and realized I'm now a threat to democracy and a fascist. Isn't that wonderful? Incredible. Vince, high gas prices, Biden's speech are proof fraudulent elections have consequences. That's just a sampling. Just a sampling of some of the things on the text line. I want to go into a couple of good news stories. You know, one of the things that I uh, continue to be excited about, I'm really encouraged that at the end of the day, (laughs) this texture says, happy fascist Friday, Vince. (laughs) I am encouraged that so far we're finding courts that are friendly to a measure of common sense. Let me tell you what I am speaking of here. And this is the second story of its type that I remember. You may be aware of others. But we now have a Kansas teacher who's celebrating a victory. This teacher was punished for refusing to use preferred pronouns. His teachers won a major victory. And made a stunning parental rights claim in the process. See, this is not just about teachers. This is about parents who are being kept in the dark about their own children. I've talked to you about this before, folks. There are people who believe that it is their job. And remember I told you in that book, Theodore and Woodrow, about education? What was the premise of the entire educational system? It was to get children away from stupid idiots like you. So we, the state, can educate children correctly. So why should we be surprised that we have people who think that they can care for your child better than you can? That they can make decisions and basically circumvent your parenting because they know what's best. They're the experts. You're going to be intrigued by this victory but also the revelation about parents in the dark. We're going to talk about this as we continue the broadcast. Also, a new poll out on the midterms. I think it's cause for some cautious optimism. And then we'll talk about that dark, demonic speech, well, from Joe Biden. (laughs) That much more as we continue our Friday broadcast. Stay with us. Let's jump right into the good news here, which is very encouraging. Actually, I don't want to. I won't, don't want to lose some of these texts. They are classics. Are you, are you ready for these? What about the ominous, evil-looking red lighting with the intimidating Marines placed behind the president last night? <laughs> you know what's really funny. Breitbart really played that up. This person said, speaking of ominous, what was up with that ominous red backlighting during Biden's speech last night? Kind of creeping. Maybe it was just the perfect lighting for his speech's tone that came straight from the biggest fascist of all, Satan. <laughs> You're exactly right. I, my dad used to say all the time that red was the devil's color. So, yes, this is perfect. Perfect background. I've got to get to this very encouraging story, though. And here's the bottom line. A Kansas teacher who sued after getting punished for refusing to use a student's preferred pronouns received a $95,000 settlement this week, bringing her legal challenge to a successful close. Good for her. Her name is Pamela Ricard. She taught math at Fort Riley Middle School. This is what's crazy about this. This is a freaking math teacher. And she has to go to court to keep from getting pulled into stupid nonsense. What is math about? What are sciences about? They're about observable and provable formulas and ideas and concepts. And they're trying to make this woman give in to somebody's stupid, jacked up feelings. So they're calling Geary County School District Settlement a victory for free speech at public schools. The district also has to cover Ricard's legal fees. Good. I've said this before because, unfortunately, taxpayers will probably foot the bill for this. I think the people who ought to pay for this are the nitwits who tried to push this garbage. They should pay out of their own pockets. Tyson Langhoffer, the director of the Alliance Defending Freedom Center for Academic Freedom, said his religious liberty law firm is hopeful the case has a ripple effect. We hope it will encourage school districts across the country to support the constitutionally protected freedom of teachers to teach and communicate honestly with both children and parents. It's that simple, ladies and gentlemen. As CBN News reported, the 58-year-old Ricard filed a lawsuit against the school district. She was suspended for three days, 2021, for not using a transgender student's preferred pronouns and name. After being told the individual no longer identifies as female, the teacher reportedly called the student Miss and included her last name to avoid the usage of the student's preferred first name. Ricard... A Christian felt it violated her religious beliefs to start using male pronouns now I want to pause here for a moment because I do uh, don't get me wrong I'm not taking issue with religious freedom because I think we had a texter bring this up another time it's like forget about religious freedom why can't I just as a human being look at someone who is clearly female, and have the right to refer to that person as a female, whether I'm religious or not? And I agree with you. See that get that gets to the heart of freedom of speech. This is crazy. At the time, the Geary county school district reportedly didn't have official policies in place mandating such use, but trainings reportedly started the same semester Ricard was reprimanded. When Ricard asked for a religious exemption, she was denied and feared she would face additional penalties unless she complied. So she filed a lawsuit in March, seeking damages for a disciplinary record to be clear of any infractions. She argued the legal challenge for free speech and exercise of religion were violated by the district. Her complaint read in part, Ms. Ricard believe, believes that God created human beings as either male or female, that this sex is fixed in each person from the moment of conception, that it cannot be changed regardless of an individual's personal feelings, desires, or preferences. The document continued, any policy that requires Ms. Ricard to refer to a student by a gender non-binary or plural pronoun, he, him she, her, they, them, ze, zur, or salutation, Mr., Miss, Ms., or other gendered language that's different from the student's biological sex actively violates Ms. Ricard's religious beliefs. In May, the U.S. District Court for the District of Kansas ruled Ricard could continue teaching as the lawsuit progressed. She has since retired. But another element of the case, I want you to listen, please listen, parents. Another element of this case has caught quite a bit of attention. The complaint claimed parents were shielded from knowledge of the student's transgender identity. Attorney Caleb Dalton. Told American Family News, the important part of this case is not only was the school attempting to compel Ricard to use pronouns that would violate her conscience, they prohibited her from allowing parents to even find out how their students, their children, identified at school. We've talked about this before, folks. The lawsuit alleged the district implored Ricard to hide the student's identity in parental communications. Thus... She was purportedly implored to use preferred pronouns at school and the legal name with parents. (laughs) Isn't this crazy? See the deception going on here? In addition to the $95,000 settlement, the district also agreed to issue a statement proclaiming Ricard is in good standing and has no disciplinary issues on her record. ADF attorney Joshua Nye praised the victory and said the school board should learn a lesson about the financial stakes in cases like this. The Geary County School District unsuccessfully tried to convince a federal court a teacher should completely avoid using a child's name during a parent-teacher conference in order to hide new names and genders being used by the school for a child in the classroom. Absurdity and deception has its limits, especially in federal court. I'm glad the case clarifies the financial stakes for school boards if they attempt to force teachers to lie to parents about their students. And the conclusion of this and the settlement sends a message about religious liberty in public school classrooms. This is not the first educator to win amid transgender disputes. Dr. Nick Merriweather, philosophy professor at Shawnee State University, Portsmouth, Ohio, said he relied on prayer and scripture to navigate his own nearly four-year legal battle. That college professor successfully sued his university after being punished for refusing to use a transgender student's preferred pronouns. He's saying to Christians everywhere, resist, do not give in. Do not give in. Stay with us. prefer to be called Z. I can prefer to call you thing one. <laughs> My goodness. When people are forced to use pronouns, they're validating a lie and violating First Amendment rights, and other students think homosexual behavior is acceptable. Just a sampling of some of the things (laughs) that have communicated on the text line. Parents in the dark, you do have control over your children, but unless you step up and actively take the initiative in raising them, They will usually be left to be taught by the lowest common denominator. Hmm. Just a sampling of what's on the text line. And I I remind you what this other professor said. We cannot give in. I love what this professor, the college professor who won the previous case, Dr. Nick Merriweather, He said this, we cannot give in. Scriptures were extremely helpful. The Psalms, even the book of Revelation, teaches very, very clearly. We must resist in a kind way, a humble way, a reasonable way. I love that. See, this tells me a lot about this person's spirit. This is not somebody combative and trying to be ugly and disrespectful. But there's a place for respect. You can be respectful without giving in to somebody's delusion. And I think that's what both of these folks were trying to do graciously. Let's talk about what's going on with the midterms, a Trafalgar poll. Republicans lead Democrats by six points on the generic congressional ballot. The poll found that of the 10,000, actually 1,084 likely general election voters, 47.2% said they would vote for the generic Republican candidate. In contrast, 41.4% will vote for the generic Democrat. 11.4% unsure at this point in the game. This sample was from voters from August 28th to 30th, 2.9% margin of error, 95% confidence level. The poll also sampled more Democrats than Republicans and Independents. That's intriguing, isn't it? 39.3% party participation in the survey from the 1,084 likely general election voters, only 35.6% from the Republicans. 25.1, nonpartisan. So this is skewed toward Democrats, and Republicans still come out ahead. So I tell you again, folks, cautiously optimistic. Let's make sure that the discussion remains on the subject it needs to remain on. A referendum on the horrible administration that we have right now. No distractions. By the way, a Reuters poll showed Biden's net approval rating dropped seven points in one week. 38% approved of Biden this week, 58% disapproval. Approval rating of minus 20. The guy's underwater. Let us go out to a quick call here from Patrick. Good morning, Patrick, and welcome. Patrick, are you there? Are you awake? Going once. Going twice. I don't know what happened to Patrick. He has disappeared. Perhaps he can call back and uh, try to reestablish contact. But one of the things we were laughing about earlier, and we'll get to this coming up in the next hour, we will dive right in to this demonic presentation because I'm telling you that's exactly what it was. It's demonic. This demonic presentation from Joe Biden basically demonizing not just uh, Donald Trump but voters. I have never heard a president so vehemently denigrate citizens like this. This is really reprehensible. And frankly, I think anybody who does this, they're not worthy of the office. I don't care who they are. I don't care what the political label is. This is beyond the pale. Vince, it appears Darth Brandon has fully embraced the dark side. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, something like that. Before all of that, a couple of items for Faith Focus Friday. As we talk about deconstruction, I've been deconstructing in many ways since the, um, I don't know, mid-2000s. But there's a cautionary word about that because there is a type of deconstruction that's not healthy at all. We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about that demonic address from the president. Straight ahead in hour number two. Stay with us.